0: You're listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast, where we give you recovery nuggets to chew on and think about on your journey in recovery and on the path, featuring your host, David Clement. Disclaimer, Recovery Nuggets Podcast and guests are not representatives of any 12-step program. I am not a doctor, counselor, or therapist. I share my experiences, strength, and hope. Guests of the show share their personal experiences and opinions. Take what you like and leave the rest. Each person's journey in recovery is unique. Thank you for listening to Recovery Nuggets podcast. Welcome back to Recovery Nuggets podcast. My name is David Clement, I'm your host. I'm here with Mandy Stallmack and she goes by Recovery with Mandy on Instagram. How you doing, Mandy? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm great. Good to see you. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying doing the podcast and having people such as yourself on the the show to share kind of what you've been through and how you overcame it and what you still struggle with and how you deal with it. So it's great great to have you on. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, so what's going on with, did you make it okay through the holidays and.
1: Yeah, Uh actually, the holidays were really um, peaceful and quiet and nice. Um, my son and my dog and I just kind of, we hung out with my family on Christmas Eve and then um, it was just us three and it was, it was actually really, really nice. We had a good Christmas. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's great. There's always that let down the day after and just kind of like, oh, I can breathe. We made it through it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no expectations. The only expectation was that I wanted it peaceful. <laughs> so I think I think we we mastered that. So it was good.
0: Oh, I like that because, um, you know, I was speaking for someone at a meeting and she um, she was talking about I don't pray for people to have happiness, but I do. Because that's fleeting, it's up and down, but she said she prays for people to have peace.
1: I love that. Though I like
0: that you said that. Yeah, I, you know, it's like this recovery of peace that I really strive for. So, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to have you on today because I really enjoy seeing your content that you post on Instagram. And I find it, um, it's got to be helpful to others because it's so relatable. Like you share when you first get up or if you're struggling with something and, all the things that you go through even with 9 years clean um went so what was your what drove you to recovery and how did you get here
1: so i was driven to recovery um from an overdose uh that occurred and um that was my rock bottom i mean uh, my parents came and took my son and i and when I realized that that he was like gone, you know, that that they had taken him, um, my very first instinct was to um, go and get my next fix. It wasn't to go get him; it was to go get my next fix. Mm. Uh, and that's when I was like, okay, maybe, maybe there's a problem, but I still wasn't uh, wasn't ready to admit it like just yet that happened the day after. So, um, (laughs) but that, that was rock bottom, you know? And so that's, that's why I'm, I'm here. I I decided I wanted a better life. And, um, and so I, I ran after it. I actually run after my recovery harder than I do my addiction. That was pretty hard (laughs) because, uh,
0: Mm.
1: without it, I'm, I'm nothing, you know, I lose everything.
0: Oh definitely. I mean, I have to keep my recovery first and um before we started recording, I shared with you, you know, I went to get that gift certificate for the people I work for and it, I had to go to the bar. And um even with 15 years clean, the people drinking at the bar, I was looking at those drinks a little bit too long and mm-hmm. I was honest with myself about it. I got the gift certificate and rolled out. When I came home, I talked to my girlfriend about it just to let her know, "Hey, it's it's there." So, you know, I, uh, I have to, you know, and we, we had had a little conversation about using dreams and things like that. So it's there, but, um, you know, how did you get started? I mean, what do you do do early on to stay clean and get clean?
1: Um, well, I did have a nudge from the judge. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was court ordered to go to three meetings a week. Um, but you know, the, the addict that I am, I was like, well, you know what? I don't like half to, so I'm going to go to more. Um, so I went to like five a week. And, um, while I understand that that, you know, is not, everybody's cup of tea. Um, it is what helped me. That is, you know, how I got sober along with a good support system. Um, but I, I actually, I had the nudge from the judge. I mean, that really, that, that really was, um, was the push to get into recovery. Um, and then, I, I just kind of, I just, So I I went to jail and, um, while I was in jail, um, that is when it clicked. So after detox, after rehab, all of that, um, um, I was sitting in a jail cell and we were actually cleaning the cells as we do every night. And, um, one of the the guards said, um, why did you go to rehab before you came here? (laughs) And I didn't even hesitate. I was like, why do people come here before they go to rehab? you know and that that was the click and i had waited for it my counselor in rehab had told me like something will click like you know it'll either be the time or you're going to you know it'll be a click and um and i found my click in a jail cell yeah. uh, and i realized oh you're doing recovery you're like all the way in it now <laughs> you know and so i knew that there was no turning back um and so uh, i i I got out and started going to meetings and I just poured everything into, um, you know, I started working, uh, several jobs, uh, you know, I wanted to pay back and I wanted to make amends and, um, and I just kind of moved, 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 you know, (laughs) I just hustled (laughs) like I used to, but in a very constructive way, you know, not destructive. So yeah, it's, it's been a wild, a wild ride, wild nine years. That's oh, sure. definitely,
0: I can relate mm-hmm. to that, you know, um, the first couple, well, probably six weeks, I was just going to a meeting every Saturday, but all week I'm like white knuckling it, waiting for the meeting on Saturday. And then someone said to me, you know, you can go to a meeting every day if you want. And I mean, it, I was just coming out of the, it didn't even dawn on me that I could do that. Yeah. And so that was helpful and then I made it a game. Like how many can I make? them? I didn't have anything going on. I mean, I just had a new job. I started going to the gym and I was burning up meetings because I needed to switch my people, places and things in a hurry.
1: Yeah, And,
0: and so that worked for me as well. So, um,
1: I did do that too. I did change up people, places and things. Um, I also found out real quick that the that the friends <laughs> that I had, um, once that high was gone, they disappeared real quick. Um, I real had quick. Even some family members, you know, that I uh, that I have not spoken to um, because of, you know, the past. Um, I, I changed. They say not to change anything, but to change everything. I did exactly that. <laughs> I, I changed yep. everything.
0: Yeah, it's a good recipe. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it was for me. You know, I, I used to try and sleep and go to sleep when the sun was coming up and the birds were chirping, and I'd be so mad I couldn't get the room dark. And my life immediately changed to the job I got was at 7 a.m. And when I was going to meetings, you know, and so forth, they were in clean rooms. Um, they were either in churches and they're not religious, but that's where they were or rec centers or public buildings where that was a different lifestyle than what I had been living in the bars you know yeah yeah and so immediately once I asked for help my life changed as well but I had to do the work
1: oh absolutely absolutely i mean i started i i started um using you know i and i say using because I, I guess I really didn't realize that I was using then. Um, but you know, I tried different things, you know, like at an early age, um, of 17 and then, you know, by 20, um, I was, you know, in the throes of it. And at 21, then I got, you know, I started bartending. Mm -hmm. It was game over. You, you meet lots of friends when you, when you're bartending, you know?
0: Oh Yeah. (laughs) I know that for sure. I bartended in New York and, uh, that's like, yeah. that's a, it's a rough lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, this is not, I actually had plans to be, um, I grew up, I, ever since I've been able to, to speak, I have been singing. Uh, that's what I wanted to do with my life. I went to college on a full ride, um, for music. So, uh, and i actually ended up dropping out of college after three years so that i could pursue my addict career um mm. and instead and uh, i mean i was going to move to Nashville and everything like i wanted i wanted nothing more than just to uh, be a singer you know i've recorded yeah. in different places and won um, competitions and i uh, just uh, that was my whole life and um and then i found, And then I found alcohol and drugs and it it literally was game over from there. You know, I dropped out, uh, I started bartending, I ended up, I had a one night stand, I got pregnant, you know, um, Mm -hmm. so I have my son and, um, and I had quit that lifestyle for quite some time. Uh, and I, I started working as a department of transportation, drug and alcohol collector <laughs> that is an
0: irony. <laughs> I that was going is... to say there's the irony, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's truly is irony. Yes. <laughs> so, I ended up um yeah, after I after I started working there, um I had I you know, I I had tried to mend, you know, relationships, you know, and just it just had spiraled out of control. Um, I ended up picking back up and uh, started selling, started, um, you know, really, uh, really getting into the game um, Mm -hmm. more than I really anticipated, to be honest. Uh, And I, ended up getting married. Um, you know, that was a pretty toxic relationship. Um, and, and toxic on my part too, because, you know, my first marriage, uh, I, I, we were toxic for each other. (laughs) let's just say that, you know, um, and I was an addict, so I, I was not an easy person to be married to, you know, I, I mean, for lack of better words, um, I didn't use him, but you know, I used him for his money and, you know, the money he made and he enabled, you know, he allowed me to do sure. what I needed to do. He worked different hours. So I was able to, you know, keep things under wrap. And, um, and, you know, I had my son with me the whole time. And uh, I just was never a mom either. You know, that's something that I have always, never really, I had never really connected the dots to be a good mom, um, until I got sober. Right. Uh, So yeah, I, um, I ended up going to, um, I had an I had an overdose, um, when he was seven. And so my son is the one that actually walked in. Um, I had put him to bed and I was dying my hair. I don't even know. I was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, and I ended up uh, overdosing in the bathtub when I went to go, um, rinse it out. And if my son had not woken up at that time and shut the water off, um, I would have drowned in the bathtub. Mm. So, uh, he physically saved me that night. Um, but, uh, my parents did quickly come after that and, uh, and take him and, um, and then I went to detox. My dad took me to a detox center. And then from there, I went to rehab. Oh, and it was, <laughs> I got there my very first day, and I found out I had eight felony warrants out from my arrest back home. And mm. so I, I went. I called the back home and my hometown is really small. We had like, we literally had like three stoplights yeah. <laughs> in the whole town. And so, uh, they let me finish the program and, um, I turned myself in afterwards. I then did jail time. And then I went to meetings. Um, but you know, I found out while I was there, um, also that, I. Uh, you know, I had, I had years before, um, developed a gambling addiction. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I definitely, um, was not prepared to deal with, you know, drugs, alcohol, gambling, you know, and, and that's something they brought somebody from GA in, you know, and, and here I was yeah. talking to this person going, listen, I'm off of drugs. I'm off of alcohol. Like, I don't need your help. Okay. I'm fine. Um, but in reality, I mean, I had gambled, I was VIP playing penny and nickel slots. You know, I just, I, every paycheck I had went there. Um, and it's something that I still struggle with. You know, I can't buy scratch off tickets. I can't, can't, um, and I'm one that I'm like, do you want to bet? You want to buy, bet five bucks on that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anybody that knows me, they're like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: So,
1: um, yeah. So I, just I just, uh, I started after, after I got sober and I started working and such, um, I was about six months, maybe seven months into my sobriety. Mm-hmm. And, I. Uh, I was working at a, at a, at a hotel and I was doing like night audit. So it was real quiet at night. And, um, I broke out a laptop and I started, um, I, I started a page recovery with Mandy and that's where, um, I have, I have kind of branched out, you know, into other pieces to like Instagram and, um, and found such a great community over here. You know, it's been, it's been fantastic. Um, but that is what I I found a lot of people from different countries and different states and different cities, you know, all connecting. And nine years ago, that wasn't, it wasn't like huge like it is now, you know, like people connecting on, on the social media was not uh, of the norm, <laughs> right. uh, you know, just yet. So it was just kind of taken off. So it was nice, you know, to kind of get that camaraderie and, uh, feedback from other people that were just like me, you know, cause in my small little town, I didn't know anybody. And, you know, I did go to meetings and such, but, um, you know, a lot of times you hear the same thing over and over again. And I was like, really this guy. again? Come on.
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're, I mean, your reels, um, that you do on Instagram are funny and relatable and genuine. And, um, you know i feel like people with a one of your quick reels can connect with you very fast you know and they kind of know who you are because you you share you know you your heart's on your sleeve you share what's going on and i appreciate that
1: well thank you and, i i definitely i definitely feel like if silence by our silence, we allow others to define us. I heard that at a, at a um, UFAM rally, and I just thought that was so neat, you know, by what, our silence. What's a
0: UFAM? What's UFAM?
1: Um, it is uh, United Families Against uh, Narcotics. So UFAM
0: rally. Okay, cool. It, I'd never heard of that.
1: Yeah, we have them at the state capitol here um, every year, except for... Mm, the last couple um but tons of artists come they celebrate like overdoses they celebrate people that have overcame overdoses it's just it's a great huge like they have vendors you get swag bags that's always a plus that's cool
0: <laughs> so it's called Ufam
1: um you fan. I'm sorry so it's yeah it's
0: okay United yeah I'll look it up
1: Games against narcotics yeah
0: okay Ufan
1: yeah
0: awesome well What does your life look like now in recovery?
1: Oh boy, David. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So while I went to, while I had that little nudge from the judge and I was going to meetings, um, I am one of the ones that had 10 months clean and, um, and a boy walked in Mm. and I immediately was like, I'm going to marry him. And, um, and I did. Um, I did. so i I have been um, struggling with coming to terms with the fact that I am a survivor of narcissistic abuse. Um, mm. so this person, um I was married to for um, seven years and together, no, eight years, and together nine. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> um, and it was, it was every red flag, you know, everything that they tell you in the program, everything that they tell you, you know, like wait, um, even outside of the program, they tell you to wait a year. There's a reason for that, you know, it, and it's truly because I went into, um, when you get two addicts or alcoholics or whatever together, um, you know it can either be a recipe for disaster or it can be a power a powerhouse um, mine was not a powerhouse i thought it was for quite some time um but my life right now looks like um i am healing from from that uh, we i divorced him in september um and you know there are uh legal issues that are going on um and that has definitely been, uh, difficult to navigate through, uh, especially sober because you have to feel everything and emotions just suck. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they
1: just are, they're just not fun, you know? And I have a good friend of mine, always says, you know, you have to sit in the uncomfortableness and, um, and, and it's true, you know, like, like I have to feel the emotions of, you know, not only a a divorce but narcissistic abuse is something that i i don't think anybody could ever you don't prepare for any kind of abuse but like it's nothing that you can even i can't even describe it it's every form of abuse that i experienced in my own personal experience is what i can say
0: um yeah let me i just want to stop you there because i see some of your posts and um I think it's really helpful because I know we have a family member that divorced someone that was, it sounds similar and it's very difficult to untangle the hooks. And I, if you don't mind share some of the, like, I know you've posted about love bombing and some of the other stuff, the gaslighting. So if it's, if you're okay with it, just so if someone may not even know what that is, the narcissistic type of abuse, Um, What are some of the signs and some of the things that you can identify with?
1: So I'm not an expert.
0: Oh, sure. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's your own experience.
1: Yeah. Yep. Just from experience. Um, So like the love bombing is um, for, for me anyways, my own experience, the love bombing stage was, um, you know, uh, he got a tattoo uh, with my name on him, you know, the very first, like within the first three weeks, um, you know, said, I love you within two, uh, you know, just showered with gifts, you know, um, and positive affirmations, you know, which the love bombing is is a stage. It's like that honeymoon phase, you Mm -hmm. know, when you first meet somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, I just love this person so much, you know, and they're just, they're so fabulous. Um, the love bombing is such a, a mask, you know, that, that they put the mask on you of like, all right, I'm going to love bomb you now. Now forget about everything that I've done, you know, mm. like yesterday and the day before and the months before, you know, um, it's almost like the apology, you know, here, I'm going to hit you. And then here's a bunch of, here's a bunch of gifts. Now, please forgive me. Um, you know, the gaslighting uh, that, that is a constant, like, um, uh, telling you, like, you are not enough that you're not worthy, you know, um, kind of making you question your own sanity. Um, there were many times, you know, like we'd have, we would have an argument about something or even a regular discussion. And, um, and he would say, I didn't say that. And I'm like, you literally just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, and and I literally, I I would my whole brain was so conditioned, you know. The a narcissist, what they do is is for in in my experience, anyways, my narcissist conditioned me for years, you know. So like now, I'm just remembering some of the, you know, some of the physical stuff. And every day, it's an it's a new memory that pops up. It's a new. Phrase. It's a new saying, you know, that he said, or or something, you know. It's um it is so cruel. I mean, it, it just is. And people that are empaths, um, like myself, I uh, I can't even I can't wrap my head around the fact that there's evil and cruelty out there, and there's no other word for it. You know, I'm I'm right. not being disrespectful and I'm speaking the truth. There's no other word for it. You know, it's, it's it's just plain cruel. Um, yeah. so yeah, it, it's, it's been, uh,
0: and it, it sounds is, like a lot of mixed signals to where you would really question everything, you know, about yourself and, and life. Oh. So you're just constantly confused and off balance. I told
1: my mom, I told my mom, I'm like, I'm never going to be the same. My heart is never going to be the same. And she keeps saying, you know, it's going to be better. <laughs> and and um and I don't know if I believe that yet. Um I I don't think that I am I don't know if I will ever be the same person. I don't even know who that person is. Um I completely conformed. I'd never watched a sunset all the way through until I I I left that marriage. Um, you know, I wasn't allowed to like visit with my family. Um, it's isolating, it's lonely. Mm. And, and when, when somebody talks about there's that trauma bonding, you know, to this day, I still have to like, turn it off and, and rewire my brain and say, you know what, he did this he did this, like, don't you feel bad for him? You know, like he did this, um, Mm. because it's that Stockholm syndrome almost, you know, where like you protect them. And and I Mm. did for years, you know, I, I didn't just protect, I enabled. And, um, they say that trauma bonding is actually one of the most, um, it's as addicting as, um, like heroin or, uh, you know, you, you become so addicted to them. So for me, I put down, you know, drugs, alcohol, I picked up him. Now I'm in recovery from him, drugs, alcohol. And, um, and, and it's just been a, a whole set of new coping skills that I've been trying to learn and heal from. So it's been different.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. I really appreciate you sharing that because, um, This is something, well, and this is what I really like about the recovery community online. It's just recovery in general from things that are really difficult to talk about. There's stigmas with drugs and alcohol, but there's also these these things that happen to us and we're in and, you know, we don't even know what they are until someone else verbalizes it and they go, I went through that. And then there's the identification, there's the community, and then, it's, it helps to realize I'm not alone because the isolation of whatever you're going through keeps us so sick and removed from life that it's, it's suffocating, you know, and for you to come out and share this is, um, it's really amazing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you are free of that and you're working on the, you know, healing up from that as well, because we're all, we're all, we're all here to heal, you know, let the healing begin. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I had, I had a woman that reached out to me and um, in, in my page actually took a turn to be honest with you, because I had not shared, you know, I kind of like shared a little bit, um, you know, but then I I had this woman that reached out to me um, and her name is Alex. And she said to me three words, that I will never forget. And that changed everything for me. Um, and it was, I believe you, that was it. When she said that I was like, you don't even know me. And you don't even know, um, anything that I've been going through. But at that moment, when she said, I believe you, that was the turning point of, okay. Other people need to hear that too, you know? And, um, and, 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 I I just, I absolutely, my heart goes out to people, you know, that I get a lot of people that will say, you know, that will come into the DMs and they'll say, you know, like, do you think that this person is doing this? And, you know, do you think this or this? And I'm like, I don't know, but I can tell you that I believe you and I'm here just for a listening ear. You know, I don't want you to trauma dump all over me, but, you know. Definitely, you know, if you need it, if you need inspiration or whatever, you know, I'm a, I'm a listening ear, and you're not alone, you know. And that was something that really um, changed. Um, yeah.
0: Wow, that's yeah. Those three words, and then the last three you just said too. You're not alone. Um, you you know you're helping people. Um, you help me, you know, in my recovery, and I appreciate it. So with that, you have a powerful story and lots of experience and recovering from lots of different things. And that leads up to Mandy's recovery nuggets. What would you like to share with um, the listening audience to, um, you know, help them in their recovery?
1: Oh boy. Mandy's recovery nuggets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um,
1: no, none at all. I don't feel it at all. Um, You know, the motto of my page has always been, we do this together because we can't do it alone. Um, And the joy is, is that we don't have to. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always say plug in (laughs) the, the nuggets that I have would be to plug in, you know, find your support system, find somebody that you can relate to, even if it's one person and, um, and stay true, stay true to you, Uh, you know, by our silence. We allow others to define us, you know, silence kills. Um, You know, we're sick as our secrets. All of those, those little slogans and those sayings. you know, they all, they all are around for a reason. Um, And so I just, you're not alone and you can do this. Um, I have a little thing on my, on my uh, nightstand that says, beautiful girl, you can do hard things. Um mm. And that's just kind of what I live for. It live for or live by is, yeah. you know, I can do hard things, and I can do it sober. That's the thing: is that anything that you're going to go through, do it sober because it's going to suck. But it's way, way, way better doing it sober than it is um, picking up a substance and then having everything spiral out of control.
0: So, yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm just.
1: I'm I'm grateful for a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mandy. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Do you want me to plug your recovery with Mandy at Instagram? Yeah. And, um, is there anything else that now do you work with women or as far as coaching I, or sponsoring or any of that kind of stuff?
1: So I don't do sponsoring because I work as a recovery coach by day. Okay. Um, so uh just sponsoring is just and and that's what I, I hear all day long and I talk all day long in gotcha. recovery, um, which I don't mind. Uh, but sponsoring I just it's too much and I don't I have to be honest, I don't answer my phone <laughs> for that.
0: <laughs> right. So, okay.
1: Um but uh yeah, um I do. I work as a recovery coach and um and I just get to do life with people and and it's beautiful. You know, recovery can be messy and chaotic, um, but it's also absolutely beautiful and magical. So I do I work agree. with women and I work with men. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, I do whatever, I do whatever recovery takes me.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Let it unfold. That's what my, you know, my sponsor is always like, we're just letting it unfold, man. To see what happens.
1: <laughs> Mine always says, "Just roll with it." Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're just. My, I had a sponsor. He said, "Man, we're just trying to navigate. We're just trying to navigate." Then uh, I like that, you know. So, well, thanks so much for being here. And, um, you know, I will let you know when this podcast is going to go up. I have to edit, and it'll probably be up in January. And uh, I really thank appreciate so the time.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Recovery Nuggets Podcast. The email is recoverynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. Have a great week. And once again, thank you for showing up for your recovery.